Welcome to episode two of Working Out with Working Women. I'm Lily Jean Bridger, and for this episode, I'm joined by the badass music producer, DJ, and pianist Leah, better known as LPGOB. Between touring the world with the likes of Sophie Tucker and Jack Jones, LPGOB is collaborating with many talented artists across the globe, making dance tracks that preach female empowerment, such as her addictive song, Amber Rose. So Leah, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Well, I'm from Oregon originally, and now I live in Los Angeles, and I am a producer and uh, pianist and performer, and um, (laughs) my, my whole goal and um oh, I like that. all the things that <laughs> all the things I'm doing are um to empower you know more women to be in the electronic music producing gear space so that's what keeps me going and that's yeah. kind of my current purpose the electronic dance world is overwhelmingly male dominated do you think it's harder for women in your industry yeah you know I mean there's pros and cons um you know there's duality in everything I definitely think that it's harder to you know, like my, my brother was given a computer before I was. And so I think that we're still like seeing this gap in education. Um, right. And I think also when there's a lack of visual representation, um, subconsciously what that does to somebody to believe that they can even, you know, do something in the electronic space, like they just don't see it. They just, it's not part of their ethos. So right. um, like that, that part of everything needs, needs to change. Um, and I think that that makes it like the first Ableton course I took, I was one of um, was the only girl and there were 250 guys. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I think, you know, there's just, for me that, that made me want to like, did you feel kind of like any hostility at that time or was it? No, I didn't feel welcome. any hostility. Right. Um, I had actually, and I've worked with amazing male collaborators and yeah. I've, I've, I have found myself in some really awesome safe spaces, but I think like the, the issue really lies in like how that subconsciously can affect you. Um, and, yeah. I, and I also do know that women have had, uh, they have been in some unfair situations. Um, yeah. But I actually have been lucky enough where I haven't really confronted that direct on. Yeah. Um, but, like, I originally moved down to L.A. to join an all-female electronic band, and we were constantly in the room with male producers, as as that majority of the producers are, are men in our industry. And I didn't even know that I could take on that role until I heard that Grimes produced her own music. Oh, and yeah, I no, thought, she produced everything. Yeah, and then I yeah, thought, but. oh, okay, so, like, that could even <laughs> be, you know, and I was raised by parents who were like, you can do anything, and I yeah, still never put that together because there was nobody that looked like me doing that role, so I just didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, I think that we're in an exciting time. Yeah, I think that not. it is an advantage too because, you know, we like the industry is becoming aware that we do need more women in this role and like um, they are creating platforms to, you know, sort of open up the gatekeeper and let us play on more stages and like that is, you know, being drawn to the attention. So now is a great time if you do, you know, have any passion for this to get involved. Like there are a lot of great organizations helping women um, to learn these skills or, you know, to get better representation, et cetera. So. I think also because of you being so open about this and some, for example, Grimes, like, kind of in, inspired you in a way to start that, then there is a progression. And by women being open, it's just going to progress. Yeah, that's what I, I... I toured with an amazing artist named Madame Gandhi, and she always... She talked about um, two different types of feminism. One is be the change feminism, where you just... You don't talk about it, and just by the, by the sheer fact that you're in that role, that sort of starts changing things. And the other is activist feminism, which is where you talk about it. Yeah. And I think both are really important. And um, for me, I I can't help but talk about it. So, you know, yeah. I, I try to, to teeter the line with, um, with both. And also, you know, we're starting a series of workshops in L.A. called Fem House, 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where we're going to teach like tangible skills to um, girls who are interested. But uh, our mission is also in developing allyship and um, getting men in the space and, yeah. you know, making sure that they know how to create a safe space for us to learn yeah. these skills and to collaborate. And um, so, you know, all of it's really important to us. Yeah, I think you're right because I think we'd go backwards if we were being then like, we kind of reacted and were hostile to men. Like, we need to work with them. Yeah, yeah. You and know, and I, I think that there, it's important divide. to have all female spaces also to, like, yeah, you know, learn that nice. way. But, um, and those are existing, and I think that those are really important. And, you know, also bringing men in, into these spaces and, and getting to talk openly with them is, is that's just also really important. Yeah. Do you think this reflects on the outside world? Do you recognize a change in gender roles in everyday life from when you were a kid? <clears throat> great question you know you came from such like I came from such liberal parents so like my, you know my dad did the gardening and the cooking um uh you know my mom was one who like paid all the bills and took care of like kind of was like the CEO of the family um yes. and but I mean I think I think still like it comes back to like representation um, I do definitely think things are changing at like a quicker pace than they have in the last, you know, few decades, which is really cool. Um, but you know, there's always, there's always backlash and I think swinging the pendulum maybe even too far one way is necessary before you can like swing it back in the middle. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're sort of in that time right now, which is just, it's, I'm really excited to see what happens with all of this. Yeah. What do you think the modern day woman means to you? How would- <sighs> Great question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great question. <laughs> that is a, I mean, I think it's it means like your, your choice to choose and to really, you know, stand by that. Um, and like you kind of said earlier, you can be anything. Yeah, you really can be anything. And to feel good about whatever, you know, whatever path you take is really important. And I think, you know, I mean, I know that in our relationship, my my, my personal relationship, we struggle because we're both sort of alphas and we both, yeah. you know, work a lot and we like keep joking like we need somebody to sort of take care of us, both yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> so I think, I think all roles are really, really important and just your ability to choose and to... Um, you know, if you do want to be in the workforce to get paid equally for that. And if you don't, then, you know, to take care of your family. And I think both of those are really important. Wow. Wow. I'm just flying through this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so your live shows are super energetic. I personally <clears throat> have never bounced off someone's energy the way I did until I saw you. It's just crazy. It makes me want to boogie and, like, have a good time. <laughs> and just uh, so amazing or inspiring. Thank How you. do you get pumped before your shows? Uh, I usually, actually, before my shows, I'm usually quite nervous. Yeah. Um, so, like, it doesn't... I usually spend a lot of time just, like, trying to do some, like, deep breathing and sort of, like, mm. bring myself back into my body. Um, and I I find myself, like, the one thing that sort of helps me before I go on stage is just, like, nobody cares about a bad mix or a bad piano note or whatever. They just... You're there to share joy with them yeah. and to, like... So my, my job really isn't to play perfectly. It's to tap into, like, to become a conduit of joy for them and, like, for them to tap into their inner child and to, like, dance the night away. So really my job is to be as present as I can be um, and, you know, forget all the, the to-dos and the checklists and the emails and the, you know, whatever and yeah. just be present with these folks because, um, you know, those are the best moments in life anyways. So I really get the energy when I hit the decks and, like, feeling the the audience their response is like really what like boom that's the, the point of ignition for me wow I love it yeah it's true once you're up there then you're like okay I'm in this now and they're yeah. all here yeah. for me yeah 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, yeah, or, you know, and just to be part of the community. And yeah. To, it's crazy because, like, you can just put on music and dance, you know, in your apartment, and mm. it's an experience, but, like, being part of something greater than yourself where there's a bunch of people sharing the same sounds, it's just, like, does something differently. Uh, my parents are deadheads, so. I was raised by hippies who, like, that was their church, is, like, being in, you know, in a stadium or in a room with tens of thousands of other people sharing in this music and this experience. Right. And I I think that it's, like, it's not about me. It's so much greater than me, you know? And yeah. I think that's, like, that also helps me. <laughs> just, yeah, like, it's not about you. It. Get out of your head. And just don't <laughs> be there. So, um... But you bounce yeah. off it. And you're right. Music just brings so much joy between people. Like... Totally. Nothing else. Really. Like, my parents definitely would not be married. Like, I always... <laughs> they're an amazing couple. They've been married for 45 years. But mm. if the Great Ball Dead didn't exist, they would not be married. Because they fell in love by traveling fo- around, following the Grateful Dead, and being together and their friends for, you know, 50 shows or whatever. And um, I think that it's, like, it's a crazy, unifying, beautiful thing. Yeah. I feel really, really grateful to, to you know, have a small role in it. <laughs> I love getting to know about your parents. They're amazing, by the way, people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay, this is another one. There is never a dull moment with your outfits. Um, <laughs> do you think what you wear fuels your energy? Um, and this kind of also translates on, not just on the decks, but, like, when you work out, I always see you in, like, some cool leopard print pants or something. <laughs> yeah, do you think, like, when you wear a fierce kit, it, yeah, fuels you to... Um, Exercise more? <laughs> well, it's so funny. I'm actually, like, to be really honest, I'm going through a really weird time with my um, with my style because <clears throat> I'm in this very male-dominated industry, you know, especially, like, being a producer and, in particular, a DJ. And it's been so interesting because I, I what motivated, like, the days that, like, I couldn't even get my DOS system to open correctly or, you know, whatever, what motivated me was, like, okay, lack of visual representation. Like, I need to be part of that change. But now I find myself, like, sort of almost toning down what I'm wearing to, like, be taken more seriously in a way. Like, I showed up, I'm, I'm on tour with a, with a male DJ right now, and we had a photo shoot before the tour started. And I showed up literally dressed identical to him. Like, we were no. wearing the same outfit so much to the point that he had to change his shirt. Like, and I just thought, well, it's so interesting that I'm, like, my whole life I've been loud and it's been, you know, glitter and sequins and feathers and boas Which and like, and now I like find it's, it's, I'm in a really interesting time that where I feel like I have to, um, almost dress more masculine to mm. be taken seriously, which makes me feel sad, but also like I'm sort of touching into my inner masculine right, right now, which like every, you know, woman has, we have feminine and masculine energies and like, um, I'm in this, this place where I am, um, like, working harder than I've ever worked in my life. And, yeah. like, that, like, the work, do, 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 is, like, very masculine energy. So, like, I'm almost, like, I'm trying this on while also being in a very male-dominated industry. And so the whole, I don't know how much of it is cultural or how much of it is me, but I, I find my style, like, changing rapidly. Yeah. But I do, I mean, I do love anything that is, um, that, like, allows you to tap into your inner child, which, you know, is kind of, like, a theme for me. Like, yeah. I used to love playing dress-up my mom's dress-up boxes and, like, and that's like wild and loud, I think like helps me reconnect to that state because when yeah. you are as an artist, when you're creating, you have to tap into that state. So yeah. like I read the book, The Artist's Way, as I know you're oh. reading right now. Yes. <laughs> <so> wow. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of it is about like how to get yourself back there, like whether that's like smells or what you like, the little knickknacks you put around your apartment or like yeah. little things to like, Tiny you know, sort of changes. recall your sensors. Um, so I think clothes do that, and yeah. I think it's you know it's an important balance, and I'm I'm excited to see how I 
work through this weird conundrum I'm in. <laughs> I think I think it's great that you can be a chameleon though, and I yeah I know what you mean. Like you suddenly get reach for like the black Adidas pants because right yeah. It's so I've never cool done that before. Train. Yeah, but like it, also like I want. But you quite to like it too. I like, totally. Look, I do like. I do like. I like being able like to jump on the DJ table and like you know be very active mm. and like uh, athletic while I'm performing because that's mm. part of it. And like if I'm wearing heels and bell bottoms, I can't do that. Yeah. So, but it's also like I want to make sure I'm like keeping the balance of my of my femininity and. Um, true to your child yeah self. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so I don't know where I'm sort of I feel like I'm right now myself swinging the pendulum a little probably too far and I'm Ooh. I'm hoping that will you know it'll sort of settle in the middle where where it belongs wow. yeah <laughs> no that's really interesting because I've only like you know like I've seen you in like a big broad spectrum and yeah like, when I see you in, like, that cool jumpsuit, like, last night, I was like, oh, my God, if LP can do that, maybe I can do that. Like, oh, you know, really? maybe, like, because I, like, never really used to dress up that much because I was always around men, like, quite, um, like, male-dominated environments because I only kind of got closer to women as I g- grew up a bit more. And, um, and then, actually, when I met Charlie, all of the festivals we went to, we, like, dressed up crazy, like, made ourselves into aliens. And then when I saw see you in those kind of outfits, I'm like... It kind of just makes me, yeah, like, want to have fun, more fun when I see it. Really? But then I also really love, like, that cool street thing, and I, I can look like a boy and feel hot. And yeah, yeah, right, like exactly. In their clothes, being me. Totally. Kind of like, it shouldn't be their look, it should be everyone's look. Totally. And, like, also, I, I was mm. talking to a friend recently who, she actually has, she has, like, three different characters that she's developed based on what she wants to wear and how she wants to feel. And, like, one of them is more masculine, one of them is, like, more, quote-unquote, girly. And she gets to, like, tap in them whatever she wants. She's like, I don't have to pick one thing. And I was like, oh, that's so inspiring, you know? And maybe that's what it's about. Like, we're going to all have different moods and want to feel differently. And I think clothes are a great way to reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, like, like my... (laughs) Boys never have to think about this, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to overthink it, but also I think that's, like, a privilege to not have to think about it. Because if I do show up with my tits hanging out, my ass <laughs> hanging out, like, to, you know, mix into a track, like, I know that You're gonna the, the thought is that I'm not going to be as good. And that's fucking infuriating. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. It is. But it's changing. Yeah, I think it is. I think Woo! It is. <laughs> what does working out mean for you? <clears throat> So I actually went through, working out is incredibly important to me, um, emotionally and mentally. Mm. I, when college, I went through like a weird time and, um, found myself like in a pretty intense period of depression, which I'd never experienced my whole life growing up and nothing through like teenage years or anything. And it wasn't until I was in college that it sort of hit me. And, um, you know, the, one of the things that helped me was like exercising. I had never like traditionally exercised before. I was in like sports and stuff my whole life, but not in college. So, um, I was working with an amazing therapist who was like, that was my homework was to like, make sure I like found a way to like trigger those endorphins by through exercise. So, um, so it's like really, I mean, now I'm in a, I feel so grateful to be in a way better emotional place, but that's something that I have not like, I need to make sure I, I do that for my for my mental health. Yeah. Not making it, like, an obsession, I think, but it's just something part of your day and you enjoy it. Like, yeah. the endorphins you get from exercise pumps you for the rest of your day. And, yeah, it balances out those stresses that you have that were, like, really silly. It kickstarts my day. Mm. And it already, like, the thing is, like, when you start, like, I had to learn, especially being in an industry that's 
um, about creativity and like it's really it's really hard to like make it and to be out there in this world doing what we're doing and have people care and listen. And so mm-hmm. you know when you first start out, you need to give yourself wins. Like the world isn't going to give you any wins. Nobody's listening to your music yet or your whatever you're writing, whatever you're trying to do. So how do you do that? So for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to make my bed. The very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make my bed. That's a win for me already. And yeah. then, like, when you once you have a few wins under your belt, your whole day. So, like, okay, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to work out. And, like, I did that. I can feel yeah. accomplished. I can feel proud of myself. And then that sets up, like, okay, now I've already had two wins in the day. I'm going to get another one. Yeah, right? Like, I can, and also, it just makes you believe that you can. So now I'm going to go in the studio. I'm going to work on this baseline that I'm going to conquer, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's sort of, I think it's, like, it's just important to, like, make wins that, that are only... Like, I, you know, a lot of the wins that we look for in the world are um, other people's responses or, like, up to and, other people. And, and this is fetched as well. Totally. And this is something that's completely within your control. Yeah. And that you can feel good about yourself with. So, um, you know, that's... Baby just, steps to the big steps. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just jump straight to it. It's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> Baby, yeah, totally. Right. In your 10,000 hours. <laughs> Even though we all do do that accidentally. What do you think your 10-year-old self would tell you now for a piece of advice? What would my 10-year-old self tell me now? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> such a good question. I think she would say, oh my gosh, where I'm at right now, I'm like probably way way too in touch with my masculine I'm working literally all the time Mm. I think she would say you need to play more yeah yeah because you're playing in your work still like you're making that fun for you totally but it's still related to the work yeah so you need to just like just like let I mean I, I overthink a lot of things and I am pretty analytical about a lot of my work and you know I sometimes like it's easy for me to lose touch with the playing part of it mm. and like I'll find myself in a session thinking about all these things I still have to do afterwards and like that's not healthy or helpful and just really it sucks. <laughs> so yeah. she would say, play more. <laughs> Bitch, play more. Go and dress up in the dress up box just for you and prance around the house. Yeah. <laughs> um and finally, we're gonna wrap it up with a few words. This can be annoying for some people. Some people are great at this, but um yeah, just a few singular words that describe you and your style. Oh, it's like one of those naff oh, God, interviews you get Matt... for a job, and they're like, <laughs> "What three words best describe you?" <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, three best traits. I would say um, movement. Yes. Um, wildness. Is that be? Can wildness I is yeah. Wildness perfect. and movement, probably. Love that. Yeah. That defines <laughs> That's where I'm you. at currently. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you so much, Lily. Thank you. Thanks, listeners.